Hi everyone, welcome to Career Chat. I'm your host, Grace Wyckoff. I'm a member of the class of 2023 here at DeSales and I'm a career ambassador. Get ready to hear from our professional staff, career ambassadors, members of the DeSales community, and of course, some very special guests. I look forward to all of us learning together. Now, let's jump right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Career Chat. I'm Grace, and I'm here with a very special guest, Josh Knepp. Uh, Josh, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, hi, everyone. My name is Josh Knepp. I am a recent graduate of DeSales University. I was a career ambassador uh, the past two years, and now I am graduated. But at, at the time of recording, I'm still doing some work for the CDC. But by the time this gets out, I will be a graduate student in Student Affairs Administration over at Michigan State. Uh, what Student Affairs Administration is, is think of the people like Kristen Eicholtz, Nick Luchko, uh, pretty much all the non-academic stuff you see at a college. That is what Student Affairs Administration is. Awesome. Thank you so much. So do you want to tell me a little bit how about how you ended up here at DeSales? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually went to a high school uh, called St. Francis of Sales in my hometown of Toledo, Ohio. And so, uh, as you might imagine, the sales was always sort of in the, I wasn't necessarily pushed in that direction, or I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but I certainly was aware of it. And I visited just sort of on a whim, uh, took the quick little eight-hour drive to the sales campus for me, and I just sort of fell in love with the community, the atmosphere, everything about the sales. So truly, it was, it was a lot of people, I think, had to deal with a big transition into from high school to college. But for me, it kind of felt like at home because it sort of had the same vibe as my high school. And I just I really loved the family atmosphere. And so it was a very easy decision for me to make. That's so awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad you felt so at home here. And we are so happy that you ended up here. Um, So we're going to talk about career discovery today. Um, So do you want to talk a little bit about what that means? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it sounds a little self-explanatory. And for the most part, it is. Career discovery is the process of discovering your career. Um, But I think it's, even though the definition may be simple, I think it holds a lot of different facets than most people realize because career discovery is not a one and done issue, right? I think a lot of people think, oh, well, when I graduate from high school, I decide to either go to college or not go to college. I decide to maybe enroll in a trade school, go to a community college, four-year, maybe do a advanced program like our three plus two PA program, something like that. But a lot of people tend to think that you make the decision when you're 18, maybe you change your mind at 19 or 20 years old, but once you've done that, career discovery is over. And uh, there's a lot more to it than that because career discovery, again, is not a one and done process. You can absolutely, uh, you know, change career paths or decide that a career path isn't meant for you and sort of revisit that career discovery um, pathway and trying to think about, you know, what's best for me? What am I passionate about? What am I good at? What are the things that I enjoy? And so I would say, even though a lot of people tend to think it's something that you do once and then it's over forever, I, I'm hoping that part of what I'm hoping to get across in this episode is that, no, it's not a one and done thing and that, you know, it's not 
career paths aren't linear. It's not, Oh, I put, I chose this path and I'm going to walk down it until I decide that I am no longer, until I'm no longer working until I retire. So hopefully people will get out of this, that that's not the case. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think that's a really good thing to point out. And there's so much pressure on college students going into college. Oh, you have to have it figured out. You have to have the rest of your life figured out, which that really shouldn't be the case because there's so much time to try new things and figure out what you want to do and change your career. And it's a big decision because it is such a big part of your life. So I'm glad that you pointed that out. What sparked your interest in this and, you know, deciding to talk about it with everybody and talk about it on the podcast? Um, what made you decide that this was an important thing to share? One of the big things that uh, really made a big impact for me was when I was a sophomore in college, I started working for my field placement. I was an education major. So uh, part of the education requirement is that you go do field placements where you're going in and you're in a classroom. And early on, you're mostly doing observe observations, but as you move through your four years, you start to become more involved in the classroom. And so in my sophomore year, when I was pretty much doing strictly observations and a little bit of uh, working here and there for my teacher, I noticed that a lot of my students put a lot of pressure on themselves to know what they want to do. And I noticed this with my classmates when I was a senior in high school as well, but it, it, it was sort of from an insider perspective versus an outsider perspective. And, you know, for me, since the time I was 15 years old, I was fairly confident I wanted to be a teacher or an educator of some sort. But a lot of people I know struggled a lot with that decision process, and they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves to know exactly what they want to do at 18 years old. And I think you know, a lot of people put that pressure on themselves because society puts that pressure on them, right? The people around us are, yeah, our family members, our friends, our teachers, all these different people are constantly asking you that one question you get all the time when you're a, when you're a senior in high school. I'm sure you got it a lot, Grace. What are you majoring in? For and sure. that, that question puts a lot of pressure because it's, it's essentially the major question is basically asking, it's, it's a roundabout way of asking, so what are you doing with the rest of your life, right? Um, uh, and so it, it's just, I, I noticed that pressure with my high school seniors when I was a sophomore and I, in college, and I, I just thought, you know, I, I want to look more into this and I want to get more involved in that process because I, I noticed it was a problem, but I didn't really have the answers to it. And so when I started working in the Career Development Center, I, it sort of was a uh, connecting the dots moment where I was like, oh, okay, yeah, so this is the problem I've seen, and here's probably the solution to that problem. So that's how I got involved in career discovery, and that's how I got really passionate about it. Um, and so ever since, I've been working towards, you know, creating resources for our students, learning more about it, looking at the resources that the Career Development Center already has. We're going to talk a little bit about more. And it all sort of culminated in the fall of 2021 when I was able to work with our pro staff in the Career Development Center and put on the high school outreach program in which we went into uh, local high schools and we were able to talk to them about career discovery and do some activities, uh, which I'll actually be walking through one of those activities with our listeners today. 
That's awesome. Well, I'm excited about that. And I'm so glad you were able to go into those schools and do that because if you really can get to them early and, you know, especially from somebody who's not like a teacher or a parent from, you know, a fellow student, somebody who's not that much older than you telling you that like, it's okay if you don't know. And here's how you can figure it out because there is so much pressure, you know, on yourself at 18 to have the rest of your life figured out and also to do what everybody else is wanting you to do. So I'm really glad that you, you know, were able to go and speak to them and kind of plant that seed early. So I know you talked about some of the resources we have at the Career Center and just general tips for professionals because you can change your career at any time, but also students who are trying to figure out their next steps. So do you want to share some of those with us? Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, right out the gate, some of the online resources that I would share for our students who are maybe contemplating what major they should go into, maybe your exploratory studies. Maybe you thought this is what you wanted to do in one field and you're saying, oh, you know, I just, I don't really think this is for me. I don't think the work is for me. I don't think I'm really passionate enough about this to want to work at it. Um, and I think, one, I think that's totally okay to feel. <laughs> um, so, or maybe you're someone who's five, 10, 15 years into your career, even 20, 25 years into a career. And you're just, you're just sort of feeling stuck. Um, do you have any other resources and tips that you want to share with us too? All right. So Focus 2, I think, is a great resource available. Uh, is one of the two that I would like to talk about. It's, Focus 2 is a website that is full of different aptitude tests. So, for example, I might do uh, things that you're passionate about. That's an, that's an aptitude test on there. Things that you're good at, that's an aptitude test. It, so, it basically, it's measuring all the different aspects of your life. You know, what kind of lifestyle you want, what kind of family life do you want? All these different aspects of your life, it'll measure those things. And the important thing to remember about these aptitude tests is that these are somewhat difficult to navigate because you have to really be honest with yourself, right? Like mm -hmm. if, for example, you know, I, I'm just about six feet tall. Uh, I've never dunked a basketball in my life. I'm not really that good at any aspect of basketball. You know, I can't really honestly say on there, oh yeah, I'm a great basketball player, right? You have to be honest with yourselves. Recognize and sort of reflect, you know, spend some spend some good amount of time reflecting on each question, you know, where do I honestly stand in regard to the question I'm being asked? So I think that is a really, really useful tool for connecting students if they're, again, able to re uh, reflect and answer honestly about themselves with these questions. Uh, then it will match you up with a bunch of different uh, career paths and a bunch of different majors offered at the sales that sort of align with your passions, your interests, your abilities. And it connects all those things and it gives you resources on the different majors. So uh, if you look at a major that it connects you with, essentially you can click on there and it'll take you right to our sales website and you can look at all the different aspects of that major and I feel like our external website is really good at showing you the totality of what a major involves and what majors will require of you. Um, and so it does a good job of connecting you to that. But the big thing is, again, is just if you're going to do that, you need to be honest with yourself and allow yourself to take those aptitude tests in a way that is going to be worth your time. And the only way to do that is to recognize your limitation, but also recognizing your strengths and don't you know, cut yourself some slack on some areas as well. So uh, overall, I think it's a very good website for self-reflection. Uh, and I'd recommend it for anyone who's ready to take those steps to really 
be honest with themselves and recognize what their uh, strengths are and their limitations. The other website that I would recommend is Road Trip Nation. Road Trip Nation is a great resource for our students who are looking to learn more from experts in their field or looking to get resources on how to navigate career discovery. Uh, I've spent a lot of time on Road Trip Nation. I've looked at a lot of their resources. Uh, we have a, you have the ability to log in as a sales student onto their website. It's normally a service you have to pay for, but through being a student at DeSales, you can log in onto Road Trip Nation and you'll be good to go. Uh, if you have any questions or problems with that, you can always reach out to the Career Development Center and they'll be happy to help you out with getting your account all figured out. Um, but what Road Trip Nation really allows you to do is look at all sorts of information. Uh, they have informational interviews on there. So an informational interview, uh, just for the uninitiated, is an interview with a professional where typically it would be you and somebody else talking and you're asking questions about you know, what it took to get into that field, what the field is like, what it's like working there, what it's like working for a specific employer, for example the different steps that people may not realize are involved in becoming a professional in a certain industry, all sorts of great questions that only somebody who's gone through those steps would really know. And you can't really appreciate until you've gone through it yourself. So they can really give you some insight into a different field or a different industry in a way that just looking at it on a piece of paper or looking at it on a website really can't. So they have a bunch of informational interviews on all sorts of different industries on Road Trip Nation. But besides that, they also have a lot of resources towards career discovery. They have a lot of blog posts. They have a lot of videos about, you know, discovering a career, uh, all sorts of different tips for discovering a career, allowing yourself to be honest with yourself, allowing yourself to recognize your strengths and limitations. They have all sorts of great resources when it comes to that career discovery process. I'll just say that there is thousands of resources on Road Trip Nation, uh, some videos, some written, uh, and some more interactive base uh, that can allow you to really reflect and be honest with yourself and work on all sorts of different goals when it comes to career discovery. And they also have a YouTube channel, uh, so you're welcome to look up Road Trip Road Trip Nation onto YouTube. Uh, there's a little bit of a more produced snippet. So I'd say Road Trip Nation videos can are a little bit more, can be a little bit more long form uh, and more all-encompassing versus the YouTube channel is very quick, snippety, and gives you a very quick overview of a lot of different information. Uh, but it's still a very good thing. And if you only have a couple of minutes to look at something and you want to quick idea of what it is, the Road Trip Nation YouTube channel typically keeps theirs to between five to 20 minutes versus an informational interview could last a little bit longer than that. Uh, so I think the YouTube channel is good for sort of a different form of receiving that same content, but both are very good. I think those are great resources that are, you know, not everybody knows about are often underutilized. So I'm really glad you pointed them out and brought them to our attention. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the exercise that uh, I was talking about earlier that I did with my uh, high school outreach people was an activity called a wandering map. So wandering maps are a great activity to allow you to sort of just allow yourself to stream of conscious think about things and just write them down and then reflect on them and sort of add that 
analytical mind again after the fact. So uh, the first thing I'd recommend before we even get started with the activity is just remembering that this is supposed to be a stream of consciousness thing, right? So the less effort you put into sort of thinking about things, the better this will probably end up being, right? Not saying you shouldn't put any thought into this, but don't allow yourself to sort of restrict what you're thinking about, right? Because you never really know what the outcome will be. So uh, if something comes to your head, write it down. It doesn't matter what it is, uh, how silly you might think it is internally, just write it down. Turn off that part of your brain that sort of self-judges because that's not they're not part of this activity while we're doing it, right? After the fact, we can turn on the analytical brain again, but while we're doing this, turn them off or turn them off because there's no reason for them to be here. This is all about you being sort of open with yourself. So with that disclaimer out of the way, the first thing you're gonna need for this activity is uh, a pen and a big piece of paper, not just like an 11 by nine, I need a big massive piece of paper. Uh, maybe not huge, but you know, it's something that can take up a decent amount of room. Uh, so once you have your paper, the first thing you do is just write your name in the middle of the piece of paper and then put a circle around it uh, and then stop writing. Just <laughs> you can put down the pen and paper and start thinking back on important experiences and significant events in your life, right? So uh, just any moment that stands out to you, you know, when you think about and <laughs> in, uh, inside out, they talk about core memories, right? What are your core memories? What are significant experiences, events in your life? Something that maybe defines who you are as a person. And as you're thinking about that, have there been any classes or experiences that really stuck with you? Maybe you took uh, intro to philosophy and you really enjoyed that. Maybe you took uh, microbiology and you really enjoyed that. Or maybe it's a uh, experience where you were uh, doing something you never really thought you'd enjoy before. For example, I never really thought I'd, I'd enjoy Special Olympics. I just didn't think that it was something that I was really wired for, but I really loved it when I went out and did it my uh, first year of college, and I've loved it ever since, right? It was just not something that was really on my radar. But besides any class or experiences that have stuck with you, maybe there's a hobby you really enjoy. You know, maybe you love knitting. Maybe you love uh, playing basketball with your friends. Whatever hobbies that you find in your life, what, think about those things. And then probably the deepest question that I have for this section, uh, what are you most proud of? What is something, an accomplishment, an event, a achievement that you have reached that you are most proud of? And so as you're thinking about those things, you know, just again, we're not going to do the whole activity right now for the sake of time. But while you're doing this, give yourself five, 10 minutes to think about these things. Maybe write these questions down. Uh, give yourself time to think about these without writing anything down. And then as you, as you sort of finish reflecting on these moments, uh, whatever resonates with you, start writing down on your piece of paper. Uh, there's no real organization that <laughs> needs to be part of this. If you want to start from the middle, uh, by your name and work your way outside. If you want to start wherever you feel like it's appropriate to put something, just put it there. There's no right or wrong way to do this. Just whatever you think makes sense for you. Um, and as you're writing down these different things, uh, don't allow yourself to be limited. Just write it down. If it comes to your head, 
and it resonates with you, write it down. Um, and then once you've done that step of writing all these ideas that come to your head down, identify the basic categories. So maybe you could identify sports categories. Again, these are basic surface level categories. Maybe there's like a fashion category, a sales category, uh, all these different categories that sort of exist, right? So uh, video editing, uh, filming, and production, that would all sort of <laughs> fall in line with film production. I imagine that might be something that's on Grace's uh, wandering sure. map at this point. <laughs> and so, yeah. <laughs> and so you identify those basic categories and you can start connecting them and labeling them. And so once you've done that sort of surface level anyone at the piece of paper could recognize these connections, then you want to sort of look at the less obvious connections, things that are beyond sort of a simple category. Uh, so a less obvious pattern, something that only you could look at this piece of paper and say, yeah, that's a connection that makes sense. Uh, a perfect example of this is maybe something that you've done from the time you're in elementary school to the time that you're in college, something that's stuck with you for a very, very long time. Maybe it's an emotional connection. Maybe it's something you've done with your family. The, the important thing is that this, this next stage of categorization is the stage where you're looking at something in a way that only you could see it on this piece of paper. So allow yourself, again, uh, when you're identifying those basic categories, give yourself five minutes. But when you're identifying those less obvious connections, give yourself a good amount of time and really think back into the points of your life where, oh, yeah, these things are connected. Like in a weird way, maybe playing basketball and art are connected in a way that only you would understand. Maybe you love sketching uh, different basketball players, and that's something you're really passionate about. Or maybe music uh, is a sense of, like, gives you some stress relief, as does video editing. So listening to music and video editing sort of go hand in hand. Whatever those less obvious connections are, are perfect. And those are the kinds of things that only you would be able to identify. Once you make those less obvious connections, think about the things that are on here that are maybe skill-related and passion-related. And once you've sort of connected those dots that only you could identify, and then you can start to, start to say, huh, I'm noticing a pattern. And just sort of look into those themes that emerge. So for, like for me, uh, a big thing that came out was that I love working with people. I love helping people. That sense of fulfillment I get when somebody understands something I've been trying to teach them, that's something that really stood out for me. So that social aspect. And then when I did my wandering map, that service aspect sort of both stood out. And those are things that I combined. And I said, okay, so what are jobs that require both that where you can be sociable, but also give service to somebody? Uh, connecting those dots really allows you to reflect on the things that you're passionate about as well as the things that you are good at. Because there's a lot of jobs that, you know, not a lot of people think about, but they're out there. Um, there's a lot of different split places for you to find a, a niche. And I think that you can absolutely find it. You just need to find out what is really valuable to you as a person. Uh, and I think that's what the Wandering Map really allows you to do. I love this. I think this is so awesome. I did like the, you know, quick version as you were, as you were running through it. And I think this is something that could be really good for anybody, even if you kind of know what field you want to go into, but you don't know exactly where pulling from those connections. And I'm somebody who, as of now, obviously, as we've learned that could change is pretty set on what they want to do. But I think it's so funny, the things that are my favorite part 
you know, of my job and what I do is the things that are on my wandering map. So I think that's so funny that, you know, it really does show, you know, how much your values can have an impact on your career and everything. So I'm really glad you walked us through that. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm happy to hear that uh, you're, you feel that, you know, your wandering map aligns pretty strongly with what you're pursuing. So I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Um, so you clearly have a lot of, you know, experience with teaching people about this and, you know, you're going to be an educator yourself. So if you could, you know, teach one thing, if you could give one, like a one line piece of general advice about career discovery, um, what would you want people to know? Uh, I've already sort of hammered this home a little bit, but I, I just, I want people to be, uh, you know, aware that, you know, it, it, it's okay to not know what you want to do. There's always sort of a confusion in our lives. Nothing ever goes com- according to plan. That's sort of what, not to get too philosophical, but what may, makes life worth living, right? Is that you never really know what's around the corner, what might be next, and things can change a lot. And that leads into my quote that I really, really love. Uh, and it's it's honestly more applicable to career development as a whole and less so to just exclusively career discovery, but it still applies. And it's a quote by uh, this guy who's the head of marketing uh, at NVIDIA. When somebody asks him, you know, what do you want to do in five years? Where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, He says, you know, my job didn't exist five years ago. The world was such a very different place five years ago that it's impossible to know what I'll be doing in five years because my uh, beliefs can change in five years. My goals, my passions can change in five years. The world around me could change in five years. My situation could change. So to be able to answer that question honestly it's kind of impossible because the world could be so very different. As we found out, I mean, in 2017, the world is a very different place than it is today. Uh, so yeah. I, I think that's a great quote to keep in mind is that it's okay to not know what you're going to do, what the next step is, or what you want to do. Because again, <laughs> plans can only get us so far. So being able to adjust and pivot, I think is a great way to think about things and uh, I love that quote because of that uh, that sort of truth that it captures so uh, that is the two things that I'd love for everyone to sort of learn uh, both in this podcast but I just love to teach in general I think that is so great and I think such a great answer for all the people who you know with college coming up are going to be asked this question a lot um so I think that's a really good perspective on it and you know that it's okay to not know and that's okay to you know have opportunities to grow and it makes you find something that you know you're really going to enjoy and be passionate about um because you have that time you know while you're in college so thank you for sharing that and I've gotten into asking this question at the end of the episodes in the last couple episodes so I wanted to ask you um, how has learning and educating about your topic, career discovery, uh, changed you and your perspectives um, as a person, as a student, but also as a professional? That's a great question. I really like that a lot. I would say the biggest thing that I've taken away through doing the whole just career discovery thing is that even if you think you know exactly what you want to do, you should always sort of, once a year, I, I think you should always sort of dive deep back into yourself and sort of say, okay, what is it that I'm hoping to accomplish? What is it that I'm hoping I'll be able to say I've done in a year? You know, what are some general goals that I'd like to achieve with my professional life? Not necessarily saying 
oh, I know exactly where I will be or what I will be doing, but saying, okay, what, what are the passions? What are the skills? What, what do I want to be doing? Right. And recognizing those things can change from year to year, month to month, day to day, minute to minute. These things are allowed to change. So don't hold yourself to them. So I guess the two things I've learned are always be reevaluating yourself and allow yourself to change your plans because sticking to a plan, uh, even if it's not working at all for you, it's better to change a plan and be happy than to stick to a plan and be miserable, right? Uh, the only person who's going to live out the choices you make is you. So I feel like career discovery is such a you know broad topic and looks so different for every person. So I think it is very you know good that you are really diving into all the aspects of it. So I appreciate that. And I appreciate that advice. Um, and I think you're going to make an awesome educator, uh, you know, with just how you've been teaching us, I think you're going to be awesome at it. Um, and I will let you have the floor before I close this out. Is there anything else you want to add um, or talk about? Yeah, there is, there is one thing I will leave you all with. Um, so there is a bunch of organizations, but the one I'm going to talk about right now it's called the National Center for Education Statistics, or NCES. Um, and so the reason I bring them up is because in 2017, uh, they did a report uh, and they compiled a lot of data for college students. And they found that 30% of students changed their major at least once within the first three years of enrollment. Uh, in 2021, that number grew to 80%. Wow. And so I, I should I should qualify that 30% number does come directly from uh, NCES's website. That 80% is quoted by universities. I just haven't confirmed that with NCES itself, but I would assume it's accurate. Yeah. So if you're if you're if you're feeling some sort of guilt or some sort of weirdness towards changing your major, um, it's a very normal thing to do to come to college and realize that the major you thought was right for you is not the one that's truly meant for you. I lo honestly love that that number is going up so much because, you know, it shows not only how the world around the students is changing and having more support for just really pursuing what you're passionate about, um, but also that the students are having more courage to, you know, explore that and choose something that is really going to make them happy. So I think that is a really good direction for career discovery to take. So I'm really glad you closed us out with that. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for being here, Josh. I wish you all the best. It's been such an awesome time working with you and chatting with you today. Um, and I hope you have an awesome time at grad school. And I think you're going to make a great educator. So good luck with everything. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Career Chat. Make sure to follow the DeSales Career Development Center on Instagram, Facebook, and Snapchat to keep up with all the wonderful things happening, including this podcast. I look forward to seeing you in the Career Center.